0: readings and welcome to episode 16 of the Loaded Cart Podcast. Join Paul, Daniel, and their occasional guests as they talk about the things they love and hate about video games and the gaming industry. In this week's episode... We talk about South Park, the stick of truth, and Google decides and hates me. Screw you guys, I'm going home.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome once again to the Loaded Car Podcast. It's time to get truthy with a stick. I'm Paul of What's Paul Playing Today, and with me as always is Dan, otherwise known as Chop the Viking, who's snickering over there. What's up, buddy? Uh,
0: I'm doing pretty good with my... uh sake of truth
1: yes it's true truthy sticks
0: so for this episode paul wanted to uh rant and and love on south park The stick of truth
1: i really want to gush you guys it's so good
0: but we have some spoilers i guess yes there there will probably (laughs) definitely be at least a little spoilers Um, i
1: meant spoilers of whether or not i liked it i fucking
0: loved it yeah oh well there's gonna be spoilers some spoilers in this episode we'll try and
1: We'll, we'll I mean, warn step. you when the spoilers are.
0: But first, what are you drinking, Paul?
1: I am drinking a, a Breckenridge Brewery Vanilla Porter. It's pretty
0: good. Nice.
1: If you haven't had it, I'd recommend it. It's a Colorado brew.
0: Colorado makes some good stuff.
1: It's true. Except for, you know, of course. Anyway,
0: uh, what are you drinking? <laughs> I'm coming from the other side of the country. No. And this is the only mass-produced beer that i like by this company which is kind of funny uh it is a samuel adams and it's a tetravis and it's a it's their belgian quad and it's the notes of currants raisin and clove uh but it's very very fruity ridiculously tasty and 10% awesomeness
1: yeah when you mentioned that earlier i was like no thank you (laughs) because my immediate response was samuel adams is kind of garbage to me
0: yes i do not like most Sam Adams beer. This is the only beer I found that they like, and it's a decent quad that you, that's pretty regu- readily available. Like you can find it pretty much every grocery store because Sam Adams is in pretty much, pretty every, much every grocery store. store. Um, and I want to say it's about ten bucks a bottle, which is pretty good for a quad. That's not uh, bad, and it's pretty tasty. Well,
1: bottoms up, I guess.
0: And it's... and just I want to make sure you see I'm still drinking out of that cup. Yeah,
1: I see the fucking mug. It's fine. God, I hate the Simpsons.
0: I just want to make sure it's on camera because I've been looking back at old yeah. episodes trying to yeah. find evidence and like right. every oh, that's fine. every time I drink out of it, it, it seems to be off camera because you're talking, which is I kind of it. funny.
1: I get it. It's unobservant. It's fine. I'm unobservant, people. It's fine. I'm unobservant. But I think I'm I think entitled.
0: Not what I was getting at, but I was trying to find proof. God damn it. The truth is out there. Uh,
1: yeah. The stick of truth. It's here. Um, <laughs> yeah. Brought it back. Okay. So what have so, you been playing? Oh, got you this time.
0: I was about to say the exact same thing. I've been playing a couple of things, most mostly the same stuff I've been playing lately, which is uh, Final Fantasy fourteen with yep. Drew and some of those other people. Like I think the people that are around most when I'm playing, which is not very many of the people in the group that are playing, <laughs> are basically Drew from Hops and Heroes and I think Dave from Tadpog. Yeah. I don't know his. He goes by Riley in the game. I don't know. No, that's, which, not oh, that's not Dave.
1: That's not Dave. Uh, no, Dave is someone else. Um, I know that Rarin is Drew. I can't remember Dave's. Uh, he's a little Lala Phil healer. Yes, I could swear that's that's not Dave. Riley is not Dave. I
0: think it is. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But yeah, those, those, those are basically the only two people that are ever around when I'm playing.
1: Yeah, I could swear it's not whatever not the point um what else um that's going to bother me you know that right
0: yes i know uh that's why i'm i'm checking
1: i'm going um, to message
0: dave you need to message dave
1: i want a message dave yeah. <laughs> anyway i've been playing uh, payday 2 the heist
0: nice
1: that's not the subtitle of the pay that's the original payday but yes i've been kicking the shit out of heisting shit with my old, my childhood friend roger it has been one of the best experiences i've had in a while because we just make the same stupid jokes that we made when we were kids and it's just been great fucking nostalgia trip man
0: yes it is not david It's someone named brandon who yes i'm not sure which podcast he's on yes sorry brandon i don't know your podcast
1: he's either on stale popcorn or experience grind i can't remember which one i'm sorry i don't remember your podcast
0: we love you you should come on our show so we remember what podcast you're on fact it's true. We, we are 100% more likely to remember what podcast you're on if you come on our show.
1: It's also true. <laughs> remember that Phil doesn't have a podcast. He's been on the show. Yeah. He's bucking to come us. back. He wants to come back. So we got to bring him back at some point.
0: Yeah. The other thing that I've been playing a little bit as I picked it up today, Uh kind of based on your recommendation, Paul. Yeah. And the fact that it was ridiculously on sale, I think. like the, Did you really buy it? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So... Uh, a game that Paul really liked that he recorded like a little 17 minute kind of review, kind of quasi playthrough of is a game called Guild of Dungeoneering. And it's hard to explain what this game is. It is kind of a deck building game, kind of a RPG, kind of a roguelike. So like, it's you, you, you. You build a base that's part of a game. You're building a base that you purchase cards and then use the cards that represent part of your base. And you build this base up and get mm-hmm. get stuff. Uh, and then you take adventurers out dungeoneering. And
1: but instead of actually controlling directly the adventurers, you build the dungeon around them. Yes. Every card that you picked up is essentially useful in some form. So you place tiles of dungeons around. You get three cards per turn. You place it place a tile.
0: You get you get five. I'm I'm
1: talking about three you can only place three.
0: Oh you place, yes. Yes. But you basically every turn, if this was a roguelike, every turn that you have, you get dealt five random cards. And you can play three of them. And the Mm -hmm. three types of cards that I've seen so far are actual dungeon tile pieces that build on the map and then there is monsters that you can put on the tile pieces and then there's treasure that you can put in the rooms on the on the map so you can basically you can kind of steer your person a little bit by if you build a new room and put a monster or treasure in it they'll go in that direction yeah. but otherwise they have like a predetermined direction and you can just throw stuff in that room for them to uh pick up it's it's really weird you get like these quests uh so far the quests that i've had are basically you know kill three monsters and then like the next quest would be kill this boss monster and and yeah and your your people die a lot because yeah you will die you are. it's very rng dependent very very rng dependent
1: and frankly RNGs this is rarely kind to you unfortunately
0: I get a lot of uh i kill kill the guy on the exact same turn that i die i've had that like with at least three or four adventures now but yeah you basically you run an adventurer's guild kind of and but but yeah the, the what makes it interesting is that you do build the dungeon around the person for them to go through to complete a quest as opposed to actually directly controlling the person in any real capacity
1: it is quite good i mean if you I mean, even at the full price on Steam of $15, I would still recommend picking it up. Yeah. Of course, you can always wait for a sale because it almost always goes on sale. It's just, it's really a fun yeah. game. It's something to kill maybe 5-10 minutes in. Yeah.
0: But on iOS, where I bought it today, I bought it in the App Store for Apple. It's
1: $3.99. Currently, but hopefully you're listening to this live. Yeah. Um,
0: because... Well, hopefully, hopefully it stays that price because... It it doesn't look like it's on sale. It just looks like its price is three ninety wow. nine right now on iPad. Yeah, um, for
1: five bucks, that's I mean, for four bucks, do it.
0: And it's the the controls are pretty well laid out for touch controls. Like that's mm-hmm. it, it. seems like it was it's, it's the perfect platform for the yeah. game based on watching your playthrough. It's like yep. yeah, you're basically using a mouse and it's like click on this, place it here, click on that, place it here, and then this yep. is like drag bloop. Drag yep, that's exactly
1: what it is. And and quite frankly, the the music is amazing. It has cute little, um, basically a bard's song, so to speak. It's, it's It makes you feel like you're in a tavern listening to a bard ta- uh, sing the entire time. It's really just a, a, a cute, adorable little game that for $15, I would highly recommend picking up. Just because you can... I mean, just looking at my current playtime right now for Guild of Dungeoneering, uh, I've, I've already finished the game. And it looks like logged a total twenty four hours in order to finish the game, uh-huh. and even then you can start over and still keep, keep going.
0: Yeah, and for what is right now four bucks on mobile platforms, that's that's mm-hmm. a pretty good deal.
1: Yeah, I would highly recommend it. Such a good game, and currently uh, the edition is priced at three ninety nine, and it looks like they are not raising that price. So uh, just going by the, the Steam um, announcement, they're not going to raise the price. So it's it's four bucks. Go buy. It's great. Yeah. It's I, only the yeah, it's only the base game right now, but they'll be adding the Pirates Cove edition to it in a while. So that's gonna get to you from what I can see, it's probably gonna get to you for free.
0: Yeah, that right now it's it seems like an interesting game. I'm messing with it. I played maybe an hour earlier just screwing around. But seems fun. It's enjoyable. I liked it.
1: I liked it enough to tout it and push people to buy it when I was writing the video.
0: Yeah, and when I mentioned that it was Four dollars to you earlier today. You were like, "No, just go, like, fucking buy it now. Just do yeah, it."
1: Yeah, just why? Why are you sitting here talking to me? Go buy it. That was my literal "do it now." I believe was the term I used.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Any other cleanup we had from last time?
0: No, I don't think so. Just...
1: But yeah, no, I oh. I disagree. One thing. Thank you, Bailey, for coming on. We appreciate yes. it. It was awesome.
0: Um, actually, a, another weird thing. It's it's a follow up from a previous episode. So, okay. uh, tadpog mentioned on twitter about uh watching our episode and having to basically just sit down and watch all of the trailers we linked in the E3 episode uh which was a lot we we just every game we mentioned we put we put the trailer from E3 in it pretty much uh, so my comment was of course because the game that i liked the most from E3 was you know wh- what did you guys think of Sea of Thieves and and he was like oh it looks really awesome it might actually make me buy an xbox yep and you were like oh you don't have to do that it's going to come out on PC because as we all remember from E3, all Microsoft said was coming soon to Xbox one and windows 10 exclusive. Like, yeah, you know.
1: it's like, yeah, thanks buddy. We know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh And one of the things that they were super, super touting on at E3 was this whole, all Microsoft games are going to be for both windows 10 and, xbox, and one. xbox one and then they pulled shenanigans after e3 ended go on so the shenanigans is that they they altered the statement on all of their websites their websites hmm. basically said all microsoft studio games were going to be both platforms whatever they i can't buy it once
1: buy it once and then get it on both yeah. you can play it on both
0: i i can't remember the name of the they had a term for it i'm just by by once play anywhere or something like that yeah whatever uh so they changed the wording to say that basically all of the titles presented on stage at e3 were going to support cross pa- platform oh, play. you little
1: cocksuckers
0: and so basically everyone's going like oh so basically not all of your games are going to come out for Windows 10. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's the message Microsoft is sending is... Yeah. We said this at E3, and now in the fine print, we are stepping back from this. But we will, since we promised all of these games, we, we will deliver all of these games. Yeah. And it's kind of a dick move.
1: Yeah. Dick. Yeah.
0: Hopefully, they still do it anyway. We won't know until it happens or yeah. doesn't happen, but looks like a dick move right now
1: so far, but and they've kind of pulled that before and pulled it back. Like with, um, when they said that you would not be able to sell your games back. Yeah. Cause for the it, Xbox one, they're like, no, that's yeah, huge it would backlash. Sorry guys. We'll not do that. That's cool. It would lock
0: it to your console or whatever. Yeah. 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 And
1: personally, it wasn't a huge problem for me, but I did, At the time, think it was a huge dick move. Yeah, because I don't sell my games back. I just don't. When I buy a game, it's mine for life. I I I live with my mistakes, so to speak.
0: (laughs) Nice. I live with mine because they all live in my Steam library, basically. (laughs) Essentially, yeah. I was, yeah. I don't know. But
1: um, hopefully they pull it back, or at the very least, have been misquoted. I don't know how else to say that.
0: Yeah. However, they haven't been misquoted. Like
1: yeah it's, however
0: hopefully they they adjust course
1: yeah hopefully however we're not here to talk about microsoft we're not here to talk about anything else except for some truthy sticks south park the stick of truth i'm excited it is honestly i'm uh, historically i'm not a huge south park fan the the show never really meshed well with me especially when i was younger growing up going, going to high school it's been that it's been on that fucking long i was in high school when this freaking thing came out
0: it's, it's like 20 years old now
1: yeah, and on it, I think it. I think they're doing a huge thing for the 20th season, aren't they? Uh,
0: yes, they. They actually have a really hilarious new logo for the 20th season. If you have not seen it, it <laughs> it basically looks like a giant Super Bowl logo. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah, we'll, will, we'll put in the show notes. I will definitely include it. it. It you you should look it up. Just if you're listening right now, just even if if you're you know just Google. Yeah, just, just, just get your, not stick south park. Not 20. if you're
1: driving. Not if you're driving. Please drive. But really, uh, it's it's a. I'm not a huge fan. I didn't care for the show when it came out. I didn't continue to care for it as I, I just didn't bother watching it when I grew up because I imagine that they do very topical comedy. So going back and watching previous episodes, while probably still spot on, I probably wouldn't be able to understand a lot of what was going on because it was a very topical type of yes. comedy.
0: Yeah, w- one of the really cool moments. I am a big fan of South Park. I've I've seen every episode of South Park. It, and I really love their humor and the fact that they are willing to make fun of literally everything. And that's really shines through in this game, which is kind of fun. Absolutely. Um, but the biggest episode that, that was like the big eye-opening thing for them and their production team was the episode that surrounded the Bush versus Gore election of 2000, I think. I believe um, so there was the whole hanging chads and all that, that shit and so south park cranked out an episode about this election and it's goddamn hilarious and it's about like you know this basically a kindergarten class is supposed to elect a like class president or something like that and and everything gets tied because a girl named Florna is sick and if you remember the 2000 election like it got tied up for a while because florida fucked up all of their votes and uh just you know very very topical at the time but yeah i was living at the time (laughs) what's funny is that they wrote Mm -hmm. animated recorded and finished that episode in four days
1: that's a lot of overtime i can respect that in fact i respect both those guys and all of their team for doing this show but that is above and beyond
0: yeah. Well, and the funny part was, is normally around that time, their turnaround for an episode is six days. They would show airs on Wednesday. Thursday, they start writing the next episode. They write it, they animate it, they record all the stuff, they edit it all together. Next Wednesday, a new episode airs.
1: And you'd think that they'd, you know take some time off
0: well they do they their seasons are only like 12 episodes long or something like that and so then then they take a break and then they come back and they start doing it again but they literally record make and record an episode of south park the week it is due to to comedy central that's crazy and they in 20 years they've only ever missed one episode because their power went out i'm guessing that's intentional so they can slip more by the sensors I don't think it's has to do with censors. It's so that they can... I think, one, it's a product of procrastination slash laziness. And one, and it's so that they keep can topical. be more topical. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the, fair. I was going to say, the other one that was really hilariously topical uh, and showed the strength of their uh, production schedule is they were working on an episode several years ago when the TV show NYPD Blue... Now got every time about blue got a special exemption from the FCC to say the word shit on television yeah like on broadcast television so right. for one day between these this this time frame it was i think it was after 10 p.m. or something like that um so between like 10 and 11 the FCC lifted the regulations for profanity for the word shit for like one hour.
1: And it's really funny when you think about it because of how far we've come from that. Yeah. I'm sorry, you're going to say something. I, I cut
0: you off. So what what makes this whole story funny is that NYPD Blue airs on Wednesday nights. South, South park, park airs on airs Wednesday, Wednesday nights. nights. They share a time slot. Huh? So Matt Stone and Trey Parker saw this news article It was basically saying next Wednesday they're gonna say they're going to say the word shit live on broadcast television. It was a huge deal. So Matt Stone and Trey Parker scrapped the episode they were working on. Yeah. And rewrote this new episode. And again, everywhere. Four days popped out an episode and set a record for the most number of times saying the word shit in a 22 minute episode and they had a running counter at the bottom of the screen that would like ding and like scroll up every time they they said the word shit and they said it like 170 times in 22 minutes i can respect that that's pretty glorious like it's you should go watch that episode just because it and and they even tied it into like cop drama like they actually sure. made fun of the episode of NYPD Blue and NYPD Blue the whole episode because apparently NYPD Blue liked to show naked men's butts specifically
1: and, uh... the rather rotund uh captain who was the main character they showed his ass a couple of times
0: mm-hmm. and that was Which made is... fun of in the episode yeah
1: that's kind of gross but anyway um <laughs> yeah so now that we're on South Park, completely, we are balls deep in South Park. Damn um, right. I, I got to say that they, while you say that they procrastinate, they don't seem to do anything
0: half-assed. Oh, no, no, it's whole-ass or they, nothing. Yes, I mean, let's let's look at it like this: they wrote and produced a Broadway musical that won that like set a record for the most Tony Awards won in a single year. <laughs> like, impressive. They 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 worked with a a um a guy who does musicals the guy who sure. does if you've ever heard of the musical Avenue Q uh, yes
1: I I love that Avenue Q it's the only musical I actually enjoy
0: so the Book of Mormon all of the music was written by the guy who did Avenue Q oh that's great like they worked with him. And basically, like, harassed him for like two years straight. Well, <laughs> there, there are some really, really funny stories about the way that they work together with this guy, which is like swoop in and like make his world a living nightmare for like two or three days and then disappear for a month and then come back in and like change everything and then, oh, then run bastard. away. And, and he apparently thought it was funny, but you know.
1: Uh, well, I'm sure in retrospect it was very funny, but at the time, I don't imagine it was very fun at all. <laughs>
0: I don't know. I imagine working with those two guys would probably be really incredibly interesting and leave you with a ton of stories to tell.
1: Yeah, if anybody is a, a, an avid listener to podcast or has watched the show that I produce or produced, I should say, I haven't done it in a while, unfortunately. I love being a, I, I would love to be a voice actor. I, I am a huge, 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 hugely respect everybody who can put their voice out there. I just, I could. Name a dozen voice actors off the top of my head that I can respect. Kevin Conroy is one of them. Mark Hamill is one of them. Tara Strong. It just
0: yeah. and, I, I'm, I could keep going. And you have a sexy radio voice, sir. I do.
1: I apparently do. <laughs> I want to do that, and to work with those two would be, I think, would be entertaining as hell. Demanding, but entertaining, because yes. they do put on a. In spite of my not enjoying the show when I was younger, I I respect how much. Effort they put into the show and how much effort that they put themselves through because they voice like 90% of the characters, don't they?
0: Matt Stone and Trey Parker do a significant number of voice. Like, it is crazy the number of voices they do.
1: I'm, um, uh, no, 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 go ahead. I'll, I'll look right. it up.
0: <laughs> You're looking it up? All right.
1: Yeah, I got it. Uh, so
0: it, it is, it is insane. The, like, I actually think. Voices that aren't done by those two guys would be the minority of voices on the show, like you could probably. probably you could probably count the number of voices not done by those two on like your hands, probably,
1: yeah, it wouldn't surprise me, oh man, um let's see oh they they of course i m d b is just being a jerk about it because they just go slash and then dot 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 <laughs> <laughs> bastards
0: that sounds about right because yeah,
1: but uh, anyway, we're really not i mean in spite of the fact that the show is one of the most critically acclaimed shows on television either infamous or praised we're here to talk about the stick of truth and how quite frankly it is probably the best RPG of 2014
0: yes that's so I, I i do have to laugh that like some of the voice actors that they have that have been in multiple episodes are for the most part themselves which is kind of funny
1: that doesn't surprise me at all.
0: Like Jay Leno has been on two episodes of South Park as <laughs> Jay Leno. Well, yeah. And but- Pootie Pie has been on two episodes as Pootie Pie. <laughs> yep. Yep. That doesn't
1: surprise me. And then, of course, there's the controversial Isaac Hayes, who was on 136 episodes. Yes. Yeah.
0: Poor Isaac Hayes. Yeah. And I love, the piece, fact that, I love the fact that they've had his character on the show after he's left the show. And,
1: okay, buddy, spoilers, 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 lots of spoilers. Okay, a couple minutes in, uh, we will no longer spoiler, but the final boss of the game is Chef. (laughs) Zombie (laughs) Chef. Yeah, there was a... Nazi Chef.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there was a hilarious episode of South Park that, that, like, so... The the drama surrounding it is that uh Isaac Hayes was a yeah. Isaac Hayes was a Scientologist. Yeah. And South Park made fun of Scientology in an yeah. episode making fun of I think John Travolta being trapped in a closet. Wouldn't surprise me. And Are you sure know. it wasn't Tom Cruise? It it might have It was both, I think. Like it was it was crazy. That wouldn't was, surprise me either. It was it was just this crazy-ass, it was a ridiculous episode, making fun of the uh, R. Kelly song Trapped in a Closet. Oh, Jesus. Except uh, it was with Scientologists trapped in a closet, like, threatening to kill people and being all crazy Scientology people. Yep. And uh, Isaac Hayes, in protest to them making fun of Scientology, quit the show.
1: And they killed him off in the most violent fashion possible, I believe?
0: Yes. <laughs> they killed him off in this just crazy, ridiculous fashion. They killed his character off.
1: Yeah. Uh, well... Not but, well not Isaac Hayes, but chef
0: but the the hilarious part about it then became is that they had him like so he he quit the show and they had this huge announcement that like chef was going to be like the central figure in the in the next episode of south park yeah which which was the next season i think sure i, mean, I think there was a big gap between them and it was the truth like, people were like holy shit isaac hayes is back and starting in the video it was very obviously not isaac hayes it was that they cut and pasted dialogue from previous episodes together like in this really shitty kludgy fashion to make it like very very obvious that it wasn't isaac hayes
1: which is what they do in the game as well
0: yes and it's it's absolutely hilarious and it was
1: pretty great i gotta admit honestly the and i'm surprised i'm surprised to admit this but a lot of the humor is one of the reasons is the reason that i'm enjoying this game as well as the fact that it's just a very tight rpg while they do lampoon the rpgs rpg genre as a whole they just they went to obsidian who are arguably some of the best rpg makers ever and put together the best rpg of 2014 period honestly that is a tough claim to make with games like I mean, Shadowrun coming out, the Dragonfall. Yeah,
0: Shadowrun Dragonfall was actually yeah, a really
1: good game. Yeah, extremely good. That, that gives South Park a run for its money. They also had coming out specifically... Uh, Child of Light was really good. Dark Souls you like, 2. You
0: like Dark Souls 2, as we yeah. all know. It's your favorite yep. Dark Souls mm, yes.
1: game. Uh, Dragon Age Inquisition, which is also critically acclaimed. Wasteland 2, which I love. Diablo 3 Reaper of Souls, the fixer of Diablo 3, came out that year. There was a lot of really, really excellent games. I mean, Borderlands pre-sequel came out as well. Everyone's favorite, Loot Pinata. The Banner Saga came out in that as well. It, granted, it was more like Final Fantasy Tactics RPG, but still an RPG.
0: There's a Harvest Moon game for the 3DS. Yeah. like and... I mean, there's, there's a lot of good games. And, and there's definitely, I think, an argument to be made that South Park Stick of Truth... Was one of the best made RPGs. Like the mechanics were just solid.
1: Yeah. It's an extremely solid game. Like it, it is the tightly controlled. It's it's just they did everything
0: right. Yeah. The only argument I would like, the only argument that I would make for why I would I would personally put Shadowrun Dragonfall above Stick of Truth. You love Shadowrun. Is the story but right but there's a caveat it's because i have seen every episode of south park so every element of the story of this game was pulled from an episode of south park like yeah there was some new stuff in it but everything else came from the show and so they like they revisited gimmicks and and jokes from the show that I have already seen, so like it was funny. It was interesting to see how they tied it together, but having that prior knowledge made it not as stand out of a story as Shadow and Dragonfall, which has a fantastic story.
1: Yeah, but and we both but, pointed this out in the previous episode. They had to play it safe.
0: Yes, they do have to play it safe. As far as South Park can play things safe, and they, as you will eventually hear, like they did not play it safe at all no no you no, play no. It I, safe.
1: In, in terms of in terms of a storyline in order to appeal to a, a yeah. broader audience they had to play yeah. it safe but they had to pull things from stuff that people already knew and enjoyed
0: yes and and why i said there was a caveat earlier is because i know you don't watch a lot of south park and so I, this so For you, the story was probably really, really good. Whereas I can kind of chuckle and be like, hey, look, it's the aliens. Hey, look, it's the underpants gnomes. Hey, it's Mr. Hanky and his little tiny house in the sewers. Like, this, all of this stuff is, you know, they're hitting all of the South Park things that they need to hit in this game.
1: Let me put it this way I wouldn't say that the story is good so much as it made sense for South Park. Yes. It was, I mean, because you could see where it was going as it was plateauing. The only thing that they threw you for a loop is the aliens and that I'm sure if you watch South Park, you, you could probably get that. And,
0: and that, I, tel- I... that teleportability though. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jesus. Uh, spoilers. So you get an spoilers, 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 spoiler, spoilers. Fast forward a good 30 seconds. You get an alien probe shoved up your ass. You can teleport around the alien spacecraft. Yeah, like a, a satellite
0: a satellite dish pops out of your ass and like yes, you yes. it beams and, you over to a new location. It's And Randy hilarious. Marsh
1: praises your sphincter control. Anyway, uh no more spoilers, we're good. So <laughs> let's <laughs> I broke down. So oh, so good. It, it is it is a it is so funny but so wrong at the same time that you can't help but laugh and cringe. Uh, for example, I have to advise you and we're gonna go right back into spoiler territory. Use Mr. Slave on the Kindergarten Pirates. Use so, Mr. Slave on everyone. Well, if you can, but use but specifically the Kindergarten Pirates because it made one of the most mind-shattering moments that I have ever experienced. And I get to share this with our mutual friend Hannah. She'd come up for to visit, and I was like, "Hey, why don't we play South Park?" And she's like, "Okay, sure." So I had I didn't know what the summons did, and I, of course, having no experience with South Park. I had no idea who Mr. Slave was. I mean, aside from his outfit making it obvious, he said he was going to introduce his inner self and let it fly. So his inner self is apparently um, absorbing anything into his anus. And when you use that on a kindergarten pirate, all I heard the kindergarten pirate scream is, Why? And of course I stop. I I turn I stare at Hannah. She looks at me. We look at the screen, and then we hear the why, and we both just lose it. Both of us are just fucking dying, and it was just the best. Just the best moment I could have for a game.
0: Yes. So, South Park background. Mr. Garrison, who eventually becomes Mrs. Garrison in South Park, because he can. It's, it, it's South Park. sure so he for a very long time had mr hat his little puppet that would yell at people so they basically kind of killed off mr hat for a little while it's just this hilarious really long-running storyline for a while so instead of mr hat for a little while he had mr stick and and then that didn't work out very well. It was literally a stick that he held in his hand instead of oh god. Did he
1: introduce Mr. Slave?
0: Yes. And then he he had Mr. Slave because he was trying to express his like uh LGBTQ rights. And uh You don't so, do that to a class of what? What so, are they? Fourth graders? <laughs> yes. So <laughs> what the fuck? So so yes, he brought Mr. Slave into school with him and Mr. Slave just sat in the corner of the room going, "Jesus Christ." <laughs> and there's this really really great episode of South Park that makes fun of the old Hobbit cartoon that was done in the 1980s. Yeah. I and and Mr. Slave gets the the class pet hamster Lemmy Spock winks, up his stuck up in his, stuck up in his ass, and this is actually spoilers, spoiler, 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 spoiler. This is actually a segment of the game go through Mister Slave, if I remember right, and you you meet the the like the Sparrow King and a couple of the other like ghost critters that have been stuck up his butt. Yeah. Wrong.
1: No, uh, no, you're remembering it right. I, I just, I'm sorry. There's a bit of stutter in the the connection, so I got maybe half of that. So yeah, uh, okay. there there is a a couple of um, ghost items that you find in his asshole. It's a little weird, but yes, you are correct. Uh, I believe you have to fight Lemmy Wings, yes.
0: if, I'm, if I'm
1: not mistaken. It's it hasn't been that
0: long, but, but it the, has. But the entire yeah, the entire thing is a parody of this ridiculously infamously cartoon that was made in the 1980s. But the entire, and like, Lemmy Winks the hamster is Bilbo Baggins, basically, from Jesus. The Hobbit. And yeah, it's really hilarious. And of like, you, you wonder how, it, it's one of those many episodes where you're just like how the fuck did seven? this does not make any sense
1: (laughs) it was made in 77 by the way
0: yes it is but it is so bad and they make fun of it like
1: it is pretty awful yeah anyway um i like i don't don't even why you in mr slave's ass i mean i i
0: know why but why but it's so it's so funny and it's so south park like it is only south park could do that in an rpg like literally and and it it worked well what ip i mean you know and have it make sense and just like who could have it make sense other than south park that's a fair point
1: okay so we've talked about some we talked extensively about south park itself we've talked extensively about mr slave and his really odd relationship with mr ms garrison um, <laughs> let's talk about the the class system itself. So there's four classes in the game. You can pick from the 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 you know the main three: you fighter, thief, and mage. Or you can be a Jew. And if you choose Jew, you can never be best friends with Cartman.
0: Yes, that because, was because Cartman doesn't like Jews, <laughs> which is a very very long running joke for South Park.
1: Yeah, I because Cartman. I'm just that, that's what I'm going with. Uh, so apparently, it's yeah. complete with a uh, Jew Jitsu.
0: Yes, yeah. you, if you if you pick a Jew character, you you have special abilities that are called jujitsu, like it's a, right. a fighting style.
1: Yeah, just, you know.
0: and and yes, like like the Japanese martial art jujitsu, but spelled J E W, like exactly what. Yeah, jiu-
1: <laughs> I, no, it absolutely is. Um, doesn't mean I like it. Anyway, <laughs> the combat system is generally party based, but you can only have like one person at a time. If you played Paper Mario, think Paper Mario. It's the same yeah. thing. Uh, so basically, you play them with a Mario and a companion person.
0: Yeah. So, one of the inspirations for the game was they wanted to blend the 2D, 3D visuals of Paper Mario with a silent protagonist like Link from Legend of Zelda. Like, they, they were massively inspired by the games they played as kids mm-hmm. when, when Matt Stone and Trey Parker wanted to make this game. And that was, you, you never actually say a line of dialogue the entire game, I don't think.
1: You say one line of dialogue at the very end of the
0: game. Okay. But yeah, but basically you are a silent protagonist through the whole thing, which is really funny. Um, but yes. So so being like the paper Mario system makes a lot of sense when you know that that was one of their big inspirations for the game. Yeah. Um, So the combat's really cool because it, it's, it's exactly what you expect from a JRPG. Like, yeah. Your guys line up on one side of the screen. The enemies line up on the other side of the screen. You have a menu. You pick your command. You you pick the person you're attacking. Like it is yep. a JRPG, and then the mechanic. One of the mechanics they borrow. I don't think they borrowed the second mechanic from the the combat system. And no. so in Super Mario RPG, way back in the day on the SNES, they had this astounding new mechanic that SquareSoft threw in it, which was if you hit. you would hit the a button to attack and if you hit the a button again at a specific time during the attack you would hit them again and do extra damage
1: yeah it was essentially a critical hit attack
0: yes but one of the things that super mario rpg had was that if you were getting attacked and hit the button at the right time it would reduce damage
1: and they did take that as well
0: oh they did okay yes absolutely did it has been a while since i have played the game so i'm not Paul is much more fresh on this stuff than I am, but
1: yeah, it's it's been a couple months, but I, I still remember a lot of the mechanics. Yeah. The mechanics are especially yeah. stuck to me.
0: Yeah. So they they totally borrow that from Super Mario RPG, which mm-hmm. is fantastic because that was a this really was great, great combat game. Like yeah. If you have not played Super Mario RPG, please go get a copy of it. However, you can get a copy of it and play that game. Because one, it is the last game that SquareSoft ever made for Nintendo. It's true on the SNES, and two, it is surprisingly one of the best RPGs ever made.
1: I, I prefer Paper Mario. I did not like Super Mario RPG, but I'm, I mean,
0: mechanically, it's very sound. But I just didn't yes. care for the game itself. There is nothing more satisfying. Than smacking people upside the head with a fucking frying pan as Princess Peach.
1: That could just go watch Tangled.
0: You could, but it, it's not as good of an RPG.
1: I mean, it's also not an RPG at all, but... Exactly. Neither here nor there. Anyway, the... Okay, let's, let's talk magic. It's farts. It's all farts. Yes. There's lots of farts. Yes. Unbelievable farts. Like, yes. so many farts, you guys.
0: I remember at some point... You sent me a message when you started playing this game, and you were just like, what the fuck is up with these fart jokes? Like, just what, yes. what the fuck is going on? Don't fart and on And I was balls. just it's like, what is this joke about farting on someone's balls? And my response was the response they give you in the game, which makes perfect sense to me, is, dude, just don't do it. You just don't fart on another dude's balls. Like, you just don't. Don't do it.
1: I mean, I'm all right with this. It just was very concerning. I thought there was, a, I thought it was a running gag throughout the entirety of South Park. And apparently, no. no it's just, it
0: is, it's just the game. It is actually unique to the game, as far as I know. Like it is, which actually makes it funny. But yeah. So the magic system in South Park, because it is literally kids running around. Okay. So we kind of have to preface this a little bit. We definitely so, did not go into the story at all yet. Yes. So the story of the South Park Stick of Truth is. Basically, that all of the kids in South Park are playing a giant pretend LARP of Lord of the Rings, basically. Essentially, yeah. It, I mean, they make fun of a lot of fantasy tropes, but yeah, it is fundamentally kind of a Lords of the Rings-esque thing. But there are, these, there are two kingdoms. There's the Human Kingdom run by Cartman, and then there's the Elven Kingdom that is run by Stan and Kyle. Stan, yeah. And Kenny plays princess kenny which is fucking hilarious and you also asked me questions about that like what the fuck is going on with princess kenny and it is so weird totally unique to this game and and a couple of episodes of south park but yeah he he cross dresses in the game because that's the way he rolls like and
1: part of his abilities are flashing his tits it's a guess what
0: he he stuns people with it right yeah
1: and, and it's it's one of the so there's a unique uh, little little thing that it is unique to south park i think i mean please correct me if i'm wrong in in the comments on this episode post you know all the fun stuff we, we have a reddit now but we'll get to that later so there's an ability that you use it's a, it's called a companion ability and during outside of combat you can use this companion ability to uh for example um i believe butters is is uh just i don't remember what butters is is this just smashing something?
0: I think it's or Professor Chaos. Like, I'm pretty sure Butters turns into Professor Chaos and smashes That, she-
1: that does not happen until later in the game. So, but, I, I mean, they're, they're, so anyway, Princess Kenny's is to literally distract someone with his boobs. Her boobs? Its boobs?
0: It's boobs, maybe? Boobs. I don't the know. Boobs. Boobs. The, boob- the, boob- the boobs boob- happen
1: there. and things happen. Um, Your general companion ability is to fart as... Ex- load explosively as possible. You have four different types of farts. You've got the... Just a regular fart. You've also got the... Cup of, your, cup yeah. of hand... And cup, cup of fart.
0: Cup of fart. I think it's what it is. Uh, uh, you've
1: got the... What is the distracting fart? I can't remember what it's called. And also the... The, the Hiroshima.
0: squeaker. The sneaky squeaker in the,
1: the, the Hiroshima, I think it is. Which is just as advertised, a nuclear fart.
0: I'm trying to find the... It's... cup of one what it's called
1: i think it's literally called cup of fart um i can't remember what it's called yeah
0: you put basically the idea behind the cup of fart is that you you're like you're farting in your hand and then throwing it at someone
1: it's literally called cup of spell so that's the fart
0: (laughs) jesus christ yes it is such a
1: fucking weird game it's good it's so good you guys but it's so fucking weird
0: and so one of the things that impresses me the most about this game um, and i and I mentioned it kind of further down in our notes, but there's so much going on in this game that you kind of don't realize how small and simple it is until much, much like until kind of once you're done, and then you go like, man, you know, the map is kind of small. There's like eight zones yeah, just, if that. yeah, like and you what you were saying, there's four magic spells. There's there's a handful of people you can bring along with you, yeah, yeah, maybe some, eight or eight to ten, I think.
1: Um, no, you're right, that there is quite a few, uh, but not as many as you think, and yeah. you can only bring one at a time, so it makes the roster even feel even smaller. Uh, I, and grand total, yeah. I spent a total of like seven hours playing this game, yeah. and that's it, and I but, beat it.
0: But you don't think about how small it is until after you finish, and you kind of like are thinking about it and like, wow, like. They actually managed to cram a ton of shit into a really small area, and it's yeah. a huge testament to Obsidian and you know the the kind of design of the game that they they were able to utilize the space so well.
1: It doesn't feel small until you step back and analyze it.
0: Yes, until you until you reflect on the game once you're done, then it, then it kind of you notice that hmm, they there's. It feels like there should have been a lot more to that game. Yeah. But the game feels done. Like, everything feels complete. Everything feels it, good. It's But polished. it's just like, you you just think, like, wow, I, I would have expected it to have been a lot bigger to be, you know, an RPG I dumped 40 hours into. Yeah. And, all right, what the fuck is it, Timmy? Eh? Okay. So, one of the things they make fun of in this game is the fast travel system in that's in all RPGs. Yes. So yes, there's a tiny map in the game, but there is a fast travel system you can unlock. And if you are a fan of South Park, the person, the character who runs the fast travel business is Timmy, who is one of the mentally handicapped characters in the game, and he has, I, I some, I don't, I don't know what he has. I don't know. I know people have analyzed this to death and in, in what particular disorder he has, but. He's in a in a motorized wheelchair, and he drags like a wagon behind him. Basically, and he he basically runs a rickshaw with his motorized wheelchair, which is fucking hilarious. When yeah. you like you like say, hey, I need to fast travel, and he shows up, and it's just the only word he can say, like much like Hodor from Game of Thrones, is his own name. So he just goes Timmy whenever he shows up, and then it he is, drives then he drives you off.
1: It's described as being a
0: strange combination of palsy and Tourette's
1: kind of yeah it's it's from the south park wiki
0: yeah it is it is a very very cerebral palsy kind of disorder like he's bound to a wheelchair he's he's got a lot of twitching but yeah the only thing he can say is his own name in various different ways like he sounds like a fucking pokemon it's really funny
1: it's fucking weird man
0: yeah the whole game is weird but it is it is literally a whole bunch of south park jokes just strung into a 40-hour game which
1: yeah Forty? Are you sure?
0: I played forty hours worth.
1: I played I finished the game in seven. There's I, a lot uh,
0: more. There's a lot more
1: content. I will. I will admit, you can do more with the game. You yeah. can do a ton more with the game. And if you want to get all the achievements, you'll definitely need more than seven hours. Because I have only locked forty two percent of them. Twenty one out of fifty. But there, I I played a grand total of seven hours.
0: Yeah, I've I played way more than that. I don't. I don't know. I'm. I'm actually trying to. I'll. I'll pull it up here in a little bit. But. There's more That's stuff funny. we can talk about.
1: There's a ton more we can talk about.
0: So, so we talked about the magic fart attacks, which is kind of funny. Um, so yeah. one of the things that they had in this game that was interesting, that I I don't know if I've seen it in another RPG, is that you can use magical effects to augment physical attacks. So you could attack and you could instead of hitting the... So basically you, you had an attack and you had a, like a little window to press a second button during the attack. If you hit a physical attack button, it would do like a critical hit, basically. Yep. And if you hit that magic button during that, it would use a spell to augment the attack to do bonus magic damage, basically. Yep. And I don't Please let me know if they borrowed this from somewhere, because I don't, I can't think of another RPG, and I've played a lot of RPGs that uses that mechanic.
1: Neither can like, I. This, really,
0: this might actually be unique to this game, which is really interesting.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the The cool thing is, uh, there's a little bit more cool stuff with your physical gear going on. To that, uh, you can actually have gear upgrades, and that they do kind of like uh, stickers and strap-ons. So basically, you can yeah. tie a. They,
0: they, they call them strap-ons yes because uh, South Park.
1: yeah i was gonna go with the stickers but essentially they are
0: they're stickers they they
1: attach your either your weapon or pieces of armor i think you get a grand total of four pieces of armor a helmet gloves um and pants is there another one
0: i mm-hmm. think it was only three i don't think so i think it's just a helmet helmet, helmet gloves m- pants and body
1: yeah okay that's right. So there's four, and they all, they, you all can also customize your character because there is a quest that hinges on customizing your character later on, specifically with the Goth Kids. But you'll get well, we can get to that later. Uh, there was a lot of mini games
0: that was yeah. So so they yeah. did they lampooned the the mini game thing from a lot of RPGs because probably the first. The first rpg that i remember having a ton of mini games was final fantasy 7
1: yeah it did it really really did
0: because they had the, the one that really sticks out to me is when you're climbing the mountain and you have to occasionally stop and like
1: yep and warm rub, yourself up rub, you, you, you,
0: warm you, yourself up so you don't die
1: bounce <laughs> around rub your arms and warm yourself up it's I can get on Final Fantasy 7 but I will uh there was a lot like the 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 snowboarding mini game there was also the race on the out of the um out of sector 7 on motorcycles it, it there was a ton of minigame content in Final Fantasy 7 and specifically this game lampoons it with you get to poop in urinals, in toilets, in showers.
0: Yeah. If you if you poop a whole bunch, you get an item like you get feces, like literally you get poop to yeah. throw at people. So, yep. this one of the status effects in this game is grossed out. Yep. And it is like a a poison slash stun effect, mm-hmm. and one of the ways you can gross people out in this game is to throw poop at them prior to combat starting or during combat like it is and, an item you can throw at someone yeah
1: and and there's also status effects that you can use with the strap-ons for your weapons which one of them is grossed out and i used oh. that everywhere it is yes. my favorite my favorite not ability but my favorite uh,
0: status effect yeah there's there's a vampiric item mm-hmm. effect that i really enjoyed um, I didn't get that too much. It, it was very hard to find, uh, which is really hard to find. So you did, yeah. You probably didn't get a lot of it.
1: No, I didn't. Um, it, I, I just very much loved the game, but there was the abortion oh. mini game, which uh, no, thanks. <laughs> the anal probe mini game was was slightly better. Which that's fucking weird on its own. Yeah. That comment.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So. I put 22 hours into the game. Yeah. I only put seven.
1: I, I felt that I've gotten everything that I needed out of that game, and I spent 15 bucks mm-hmm. on it, and I was not disappointed. Yeah. And I only have 40% of the achievements, so I'm actually really curious to... Uh... You've got less than I do for achievements. Yeah. I've got 42.
0: That's actually kind that, of funny.
1: That's weird. Anyway. Um, I Do you have the achievement where... Uh, if you want little spoilers because you probably want to have this one because it gives you an achievement the one where you watch your parents having sex
0: i'm pretty sure i have that one okay
1: because if you watch them for a full minute i forget what it's called but i believe it's called pervert anyway um it's an achievement where you get to a point where you're shrunken down for some reason or another i won't spoil that but you can stand on the dresser and watch your parents having sex for a solid minute and a half and that gives you the achievement it's it's pretty funny the
0: whole fucking game is funny it like, is good it really is if you, like it's kind of one of those things like if you really if you want a solid R- rpg with good mechanics and you want to laugh a bit about stuff that you probably shouldn't laugh at because it's a bit just you'll just laugh a lot fucking, it's just fucking wrong uh yeah <laughs> wrong, <though>. it, <laughs> like you i would actually i i at this point, would almost recommend buying the second game just to get this one for free.
1: Yeah, if you if you drop the sixty bucks, it will give you the, the secret truth for free, and that's going to be a day one purchase for me, hands down. And and quite honestly, I had no problem handing over the fifteen bucks because I will give them that that money and the sixty bucks because mm-hmm. I want them to make more games because this is just fucking great. Yeah. All right, what was your yeah. favorite area in the game? It's a tough question, I know.
0: Well, and the funny part is, is like I'm also got a whole bunch of South Park in my brain. So, like, yeah, the like stuff that wasn't in the game that I like, I'm really, really sure wasn't in the game that was in episodes of South Park. That's really funny. Like when it, there's an episode of a couple episodes, like a whole season of South Park, where they like gentrify the uh, poor area around Kenny's house. <laughs> and just build. Kenny's house. Oh, that's right.
1: He lives on the other side of the yeah. tracks, doesn't he?
0: Yes. And and like and they build like a big uh like hip shopping district there that has like condos and like all the all the restaurants and shit, you know, like they do in every town. Right. But they but they leave Kenny's house alone cuz they can't buy his land. So like everyone just goes there and gets drunk and watches the poor people. It's it's fucking hilarious.
1: <laughs> so that's why Kenny's house is still very shitty in the game. Yes. Yes, okay. It's shitty everywhere.
0: I don't know. Um, probably my favorite thing I is a tie between two areas. Okay. The school zone was really good.
1: It was it was excellent.
0: And the more bizarre one that was really funny was the fucking Mongolians. All right. Yeah, I can I can see that. Like, so probably Mongolians number one, school number two for me. That's
1: fair. That's fair.
0: Because the Mongolians is fucking hilarious. Like, just oh, it's the, funny. them versus, uh like, shitty Chinese food.
1: Yeah, it was pretty can you good.
0: walk? Can you walk? Pretty good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then you get him as a summon later on. So that's yes. kind of funny. The the owner of the Chinese restaurant you get as a summon. That's pretty great. I I think my favorite has to be, for one, I I want to know the logistics of this because they're in Colorado, right, South Park, Colorado.
0: Yeah, it's a um, it's a making fun of a tiny middle of nowhere town in Colorado. Yeah,
1: but they're in Colorado. How the fuck do they get to Canada from Colorado?
0: <laughs> the, you just do. Yeah, the I now that you mentioned it, the like the, the Canada is my favorite because they they totally switch to like an eight bit RPG when it's they're in fun. Canada, right? It's so
1: fucking <laughs> stupid because Canada as as if. As avid watched South Park, the, the a lot of our listener bases, I'm sure, Canada is basically paper cutouts. their Their heads pop off and just wiggle around. It's if you're familiar, with Greg and Terry, which um, they will teach you the final fart of the game, which is just hilarious.
0: Terrence and Phillips, son.
1: Huh? I'm sorry, Terrence and Phillips. Yeah, I, who the fuck are Greg and Terry?
0: I I have no idea who the fuck Greg and Terry are, but it's Terrence and Phillips. Where the fuck, fuck did I get that?
1: Anyway, it's Terrence and Phillips. Sorry shows how much i watch fucking south park i'm not a listener or well, a viewer as you know uh it's they cheat you the final fart it is a. <laughs> it I think it's work. american dad that's they're the gay guys in american dad that's what it is it was gonna bother me i broke dad i'm
0: sorry oh i think we have a stinger
1: <laughs> i kind of want to leave that in there just because it's just it works anyway it, it just the 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 canadian zone is probably my favorite just because of the 8-bit ridiculousness uh 16 maybe nah whatever it it, you go to canada and help the prince of canada
0: yes (laughs) what so so the funny part about south park is that like
1: they have no concept of what canada means because they're they're
0: fourth graders right well, the Matt Stone and Trey Parker love to make fun of Canada for for sure. no apparent fucking reason. Like because they, just, they make fun of everything. Yes, but but they really love to rib Canada. Like the they can take it. Yes, uh, the South Park movie is all about killing Terrence and Philip because they offend American parents because they release an R-rated movie that all of their kids go to see, and you know is everyone, that- you know it.
1: Is that the that, movie that plays in the show, in the game?
0: ass of Fire, yes. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think the one in the game is a sequel to it. I think it's Asses of Fire Two or something like that. But yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So Ases As, of Fire was the movie that came out in the South Park movie, and it offended all of the parents, and all the kids went to see it, and so of course Kyle's mom goes and like basically has them arrested and they get you know terence and philip are going to be executed for like crimes against you know american morals basically and uh in the south park movie that that causes the end of the world to happen basically and satan comes up out of hell and you know he devours the whole world because terence and philip's blood is spilled on american soil and it fulfills some crazy prophecy sure why the fuck not if if you have for some reason have not seen the South Park movie, one I would recommend seeing it just because it it is actually one of the best musicals made in the last like twenty years, and that sounds really really weird.
1: We're playing like, Disney on blast.
0: Yes, <laughs> like one of the there's there's an an outtake somewhere, and I I can't remember who the name of the 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 guy who wrote them is but after South Park Bigger Longer Uncut when it was in the theaters like they got fan mail from an actual like super legit like long term hardcore multi time Tony winning composer who basically said like hey I want to congratulate you guys this movie is the musical of your generation keep up the good work Wow, and and Matt Stone, Matt Stone was like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> and, and Trey Parker was like super offended. Like, how the fuck do you not know who that is? He wrote this musical and this musical and this musical and this musical. And like, yeah. And Matt Stone was like, all right, cool, whatever. And like, yeah, just this kind of funny story. What a shithead. But, but what's funny about the South Park movie is it is a like hour and a half long Homage to the musical *Les Mis*, like it parodies *Les Mis* from the opening scene to ending credits. And if you have ever seen *Les Mis*, it makes it extra funny. But a lot of people who are fans of *South Park* have never seen *Les Mis*, so it's they they totally miss all of that shit. Yes,
1: I haven't seen *Les Mis*,
0: but that movie also contains probably my favorite *South Park* character ever, who is the mole. And if you do not know who the mole is. You, you, you should go watch the movie because he's really in the game. fucking funny. No, he was not in the game.
1: That's sad thing. Hopefully, Although, he'll be
0: in the next game. That would be fucking hilarious if they throw that joke in.
1: During the explanation that you had, I noticed I kind of stumbled you up a little bit because I started laughing my ass off. I found so if you, I found an achievement that if you play as the Jew and find Jesus, it unlocks an achievement called "Are We Cool." So what class did you play as? I played as a fighter. I just okay. I wanted an easy experience just going through and that I figured that was that was yeah. it and I, I wanted to be Cartman's friend.
0: I also played as a fighter but that's because like I usually play my first playthrough of every game as a fighter but that's like fine. I actually kind of want to go through and beat the game with the other three classes just to see what's different. It's short enough that
1: I kind of do too actually. It, I mean 7 hours is very short. You can beat yeah. the game in that, in that amount of time. I think that uh me go to Time to Beat. Go go in there. Time to beat is, is your friend. Oop, that's not what? Hang on.
0: What is what is time to beat as you mute your microphone and run away?
1: I, I, I was thinking how long to beat. I'm sorry. So how long to is pretty self explanatory. It's you literally go, you can go take a look and see how long does it take to beat what this game. So South Park Stick of Truth. Wow, the main story is apparently. Apparently, I got it really quick because I only played seven hours. This is saying 11 hours is the yeah. general time.
0: Yeah. like, And and one of the things was, is at the time that I played through South Park, I was streaming a lot of stuff like almost every night. And I took a break for a little while. and was just like, you know what? I'm going to sit back. I'm going to relax. I'm going to play South Park. I've heard a lot of good things about this game. I just want to sit and enjoy this game. I did not record it. I did not stream it. I probably should have. I'm fuck it. I'm going to play the game and I'm going to, I'll actually record it this time. And I might uh, do the same thing. It it's, it's totally worth it. Like it's so going to be funny. a Jew. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of want to be a Jew just to see what extra stuff, the extra jokes. Has. There's yeah.
1: gotta be something in there because he hates Jews for some reason. All right. Yeah. So you mentioned, I believe you mentioned a story of why is it called the fractured butthole?
0: Okay. So this came out this, this is actually new news new as of this week. Um, So in, in a behind the scenes thing, uh, and I'll see if I can find it to, to talk about it in a behind the scenes thing for that Ubisoft released for the fractured butthole, the, they told the story of why it got its name, the fractured butthole. And apparently They wanted to name the game, like Matt Stone and Trey Parker wanted to continue the same theme as the original game. So the stick of truth and the item that was going to be named for the second game was the butthole of time. And, (laughs) And apparently they were advised that retailers were not going to sell a game called the butthole of time. So they renamed the game the fractured butthole.
1: That's fair. I really can't argue with that. Plus, we had to watch Matt Sten and Trey Parker giggle endlessly whenever they mentioned it on the E3 coverage. Yes, And I noticed you worked it in there quite a bit.
0: Yes. Uh, uh, excuse me, sir. I think you also said the fractured butthole like 30 times. Today? We said no. it once. The, uh...
1: Well, I meant just the, now you kind of worked it in there quite a bit.
0: During the E3 coverage.
1: Well, Yes, of course. We had to. It was the game we were covering at the time, anyway,
0: so oh. a funny funny thing happened with this game because, as always happens with South Park, it has an issue with censorship, yes, and Matt Stone and Trey Parker have an issue with censorship. like they they don't agree with censorship. There's actually a really funny story from the South Park movie about censorship, where it was the first huge movie they made. They they've made several movies that are all worth seeing, in my opinion. There is Cannibal the Musical, totally should go see that. There's Orgasmo, you should totally go see that. Basketball, I still recommend seeing, even though it was kind of like their most. It's not weirdly... great, but it's not it, bad. It's not great. There are some really funny moments in that movie, but it's not bad. It's not great though. Cannibal the Musical is really funny and uh, Orgasmo is fucking hilarious. But with South Park, they asked around advice from other filmmakers that they had become friends with over the years. And one of the advice pieces of advice that they were given was if you know you're going to have a run in with the censors, what you should do is add scenes that are so outrageous and over the top that these sensors will cut that scene and that way you can sneak in this other thing, which is what you really want to have in your movie. Like, so you really want this scene. So you make this crazy other scene. So the sensors can cut that, feel really good about themselves and you get what you already want in the movie.
1: It's a pretty big bargaining tactic with a lot of contracts as well. You, you offer something that's really outrageous that, that you know, you're never going to get. And then you put in what you want as a compromise.
0: Yeah. And so, in in the, I don't remember what the original scene was because they never actually talk about what the scene that got cut was. But in the South Park movie, there's a hilarious scene where Saddam Hussein. It so spoilers for the movie a little bit. Saddam Hussein dies, goes to hell, and becomes Satan's girlfriend slash boyfriend. And go on. So, so there's this scene this Batstone and Trey Parker put in the movie intending to get it cut so they could include this other scene so Saddam Hussein is trying to get Satan to come to bed to have sex so he pulls this dildo out from under the covers of the bed and starts flopping it around and if you know South Park style it looks like it's cut out of cardboard it looks yeah. like it's it's cut out shapes of things so for the dildo they literally used dicks from playgirl like chicks magazines they bought a bunch of chicks magazines cut out the dicks and used that for flopping around this this dildo that saddam hussein is waving at satan this scene was supposed to be cut so that they could include another scene the censors had no problem with the scene but cut the scene that they wanted to keep in the movie okay so they ran with it so so there's literally a scene in the south park movie where Saddam Hussein is flopping around a dildo that is literally made of real people dicks. Like it is actual real dicks. Hard floppy dicks flopping around as a giant dildo in the movie because the censors cut the wrong scene because they apparently didn't make it offensive enough.
1: I I got nothing.
0: Yeah, it's fantastic.
1: So, um, so apparently...
0: So, so censorship. Why are you doing this? Because censorship... <laughs> so continue. No, no, this is this okay. is about censorship right. in the game. So right. That, that ties into this story. Yes. So apparently Ubisoft, after acquiring the rights to this game, realized that they were going to have some censorship problems in mm-hmm. countries that aren't North America. Totally makes sense. Yeah. So they voluntarily decided to censor seven different scenes from the game in... Europe, the Middle East, Africa, and Russia,
1: mm-hmm.
0: makes sense Be- because of various things. Middle East and Africa mostly to do with stuff that would offend people who are Islamic. Mm-hmm. Europe because mostly because of Germany, because Germany has crazy censorship laws, and sure. there are fucking Nazi zombies all over the fucking game.
1: Which I get it. I mean, yeah, yeah, I get it.
0: Germany has a has understandably has a problem with any kind of depiction of Nazis. Sure. Understandable completely. Yeah. Um. So the way that the game handled the censorship in foreign markets was that they, when a scene popped up, like the two big scenes that were edited, like one of them was the anal probe scene. Mm-hmm. So instead of having the anal probe scene, it would literally pop up a card. So a full screen image that in in europe and in, in the middle east in asia it was like a picture of the uh european union flag and it had like a statue of like david i think with with like his face in, fa- face palming yeah. and uh and it basically it described in text described the scene that was being censored and why it was being censored, making fun of the fact that it was being censored because of dumb shit. Seems legit. Like, like we can't show you this scene, but what you would be looking at right now is some dude getting anal probed and blah, 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 blah. It's fucking hilarious. That was pretty good. Yeah. So, So it allowed... Matt Stone and Trey Parker loved this idea because it didn't detract from the game it didn't ruin the experience of the game and no. it allowed them to make fun of this whole whole idea of censoring the game. True. Where it got crazy was when the game went to Australia <laughs> and, and Australia, as we all know in video games, is this giant Wasteland shit pile of censorship. Of censorship. Yeah. And, and hi are like three Aussie fans. What's up, buddy? We, we, we know we all know that your government sucks about censoring video games. And yeah, we, we feel for you.
1: And they charge you too much for video games. Sorry, yes. buddy.
0: And they charge you like triple for a fucking video game. So it's some it's some shit. Your government sucks. I'm sorry.
1: Sorry, Yahtzee. We appreciate yes. your videos.
0: Yes, yes, we do. So Australia refused to even review the game to give it a rating.
1: Yeah, that's some shit.
0: And in Australia, if a game is not rated by their review board, it cannot be sold in Australia. So in response, they made custom censorship cards for Australia that instead of the statue of David crying, it is a koala crying because it's Australia. That's but it's the shit. same the same idea. It's making fun. Yeah, it, yeah. it describes the scene that you do not get to see because your country sucks and is censoring this game. Yep. And makes fun of the fact that it's being censored even to begin with.
1: He thought some shit. Yeah. All right, so we got through the censorship bits, unfortunately. Fuck censorship sometimes, man. But there's also a lot of differences in the final product from Matt and Trey's original vision.
0: Which is weird. Like, So when Matt Stone and Trey Parker approached obsidian to start thinking about this game apparently like matt parker already had a script written for the game and like sorry yeah trey parker i even wrote matt parker i don't know what the fuck i was doing i don't know it was great i couldn't help myself and you didn't fix it fucker what's wrong with you i wanted to see it i hate you
1: i'm kind of a dick i'm sorry
0: yes you are dick Anyway, so... <laughs> so, so the, their their goal for the game when they approached Obsidian to make it is that they wanted to make a South Park version of Skyrim. I can see it. Can you...
1: Yeah, could I just, can.
0: Just take a minute and think about how fucking crazy and awesome a South Park version of Skyrim would be.
1: I bet you it's already a mod.
0: I bet you it isn't. But apparently, according to Parker... They had a 500-page long script for this South Park Skyrim game. That's impressive. Which is f- fucking nuts. Yeah, quite a bit. Uh and and the kind of one of the bleed-overs from that into what ended up being the final game was the fact that the soundtrack is just a giant knockoff of the Skyrim soundtrack and it's really <laughs> fucking hilarious through the whole game. Yeah, that's you, true. You kind of don't notice it most of the time, but there are definitely moments where it's just like... This sounds, sounds familiar. This sounds weirdly familiar. Like, where do, where have I heard this before? And the answer is Skyrim. Skyrim. There was a bunch of stuff that eventually got cut from the game too uh, that sadly never made it into DLC because there were only two yeah. DLCs for the game and they were just costumes, basically, which kind of sucks. Um, yeah, yeah. But we will talk about in a minute why the DLC sucked so much. And it was basically crazy publisher shenanigans, which we have talked about before. kind of Oh, God. let um, not. Yes. So some of the things were cut from the game. There was an mm-hmm. entire segment where you would fight vampire children in a cemetery and a church.
1: That'd be pretty fun, actually.
0: Yeah. Um, say hippies. Apparently there was an entire segment about hippies. I don't know why. Because okay. hippies. There was a big quest slash mission to recover a doll of Cartman's from the Gingers. Okay. Sure. That's uh, Cartman hates Gingers, and it's a long running. I South mean, park. yeah,
1: he hates everything though. In fairness.
0: Yes. Cartman is very bigoted. Racist for a, yeah, bigoted is a good good term. Uh, apparently, the, a boss fight was cut from the game with a large winged monster. That's the only description you can mm-hmm. find of it. That's fair. Um, what, are, what are the crab people? Yeah, so, so there is in the in the final version of the game, there is one crab person in the game. Okay. Like only one crab person made it. But apparently, there was a big, long, drawn out thing that was supposed to be in the game that involved the crab people and a crazy like demilitarized zone between them and the underpants gnomes that just never got fleshed out and got cut from the game hmm. no idea
1: i have no idea the crab people are even
0: yeah there's there's literally one of them in the sewers in the game and that's it i think huh i think he's sewers
1: maybe i don't know is uh, that a south park thing or is that just like yes. something from the game the, oh, no, the okay.
0: crab people is definitely a south park game okay or cool. south park thing um Mr. Hankey in the game has just like a tiny house in the sewers, but he was actually supposed to have like a giant Christmas themed village that he was in. But they, for some reason, cut it down to his little, little tiny shack in the uh, see him in a the quest line. yeah, but he was supposed to have a much bigger role. But I think, you know, time constraints they cut it down. That's fair. Um, and this one's the most interesting to me when the game was being published by THQ, which it did not. It, it got published by Ubisoft. Because THQ uh, went under. Yes. Uh, so they were planning a 360 release of the game that had a bunch of gimmicks in it because it was a 360 game and you like have to include gimmicks from the game. So, of course, it's a 360. So everything has to use the Kinect, right? Right?
1: Yeah, It's more of an Xbox One thing now. Yeah. They've but, really, but it, really integrated it.
0: But it was a 360 thing. Uh so so that was the usual like, oh, you get issue voice commands, so it could be like, hey butters, attack that guy, you know, use your summon, you know, stuff like that. And most of it was pretty typical of what you expect from a connect add-on to the game. Yeah. Except for one thing that they talked about, which is apparently they cut a feature where you would be able to use the connect to yell insults at Cartman. And Cartman would respond to it. Hmm. So you could call him like a fucking fat ass and he would be like, I'm not fat, I'm big boned. Like, you know, whatever. Like the, the normal South Park jokes. Like, sure. But my question is, why haven't South Park actually paid to make this a thing? I would love a thing on my phone where I could fucking yell at Cartman and like have Cartman just yell respond. back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. That would have been hilarious. But like, that would have been a really funny addition to the game. The fact that you yeah. can fucking yell at Cartman and he yells back, or I like, guarantee
1: him. people would spend hours just sitting there going back to Cartman's base and just screaming at him.
0: So, so imagine, like, there was that that demo at one point in time for the Connect for Milo that uh, mm. Peter Molyneux did. God, and fuck that guy. So, so imagine Milo, but with Cartman. Like, how fucking funny would that be? Like, you just come in and you you talk to Cartman and you fucking make fun of him and he makes fun of you. Like, that shit would be fucking hilarious. Like, Hmm. I want that. Make that a game. That'd be nice. Yeah. I don't even care about achievements or or fucking anything else. Just make that a game. I want to play that.
1: I can see that. So, I can see a lot of the major influences in design. Like, um, for the sake of truth, Earthbound is clearly a huge influence for it.
0: Yes and uh like I, like we said before paper mario and yeah. kind of silent silent link from legend of zelda one of the kind of funny things about the design of the game was that obsidian did what obsidian does and they went fucking nuts and made a whole bunch of fantasy themed stuff and armor and weapons and matt stone and trey parker were like no 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 guys guys you know it's cool that you made all this crazy shit, but like you need to make it crappier this needs to be fantasy stuff that was made by fucking eight-year-olds like yeah and and they did like the the weapon and item design in this game is fucking awesome it is spot on because it is shit that a eight-year-old would pick up while playing pretend Mm -hmm. one of the weapons is a fucking golf club like come on like like it's a mace it's a golf club like that that's what kids do they they make shit up like because kids fits perfectly with this game which is one of the most fantastic things about this game. Like, the attention to detail they gave to the game is fantastic. And apparently a lot of that was Matt Stone and Trey Parker being like, no, guys, like, you guys are thinking RPG. We need you to think South Park. Yep. And and it totally made the game really good.
1: So I've got an issue. I'm okay. I'm actually a little bit pissed about seeing this. Because in your, in your notes here, in the notes that we've got here, the Fractured Butthole is not by Obsidian. Correct. Obsidian made a fantastic RPG. They made something, they, they took something that was already good and made it great. Yes. What happened?
0: It is weird. Ubisoft San Francisco is who is making the Fractured Butthole. But what ended up happening was Stick of Truth was released in 2014. In 2012, THQ filed for bankruptcy because they were not doing very well.
1: They were doing piss poor. Yes. Let's let's be brutally honest here.
0: And one of the last games being worked on when THQ was filing for bankruptcy and trying to fix things was The Stick of Truth. So THQ was trying to help push this game out the door from Obsidian while they were restructuring their business and under chapter 11 bankruptcy shit, and like trying to make their company profitable like cutting cutting jobs doing all the stuff that they could do uh, they tried to find someone to buy the company but they couldn't like they had a deadline you need someone to buy all of your company and all of your assets by this time or else basically And the the or else happened and bankruptcy court determined that the assets of THQ were worth more being sold individually than THQ was as a whole. So all of their assets went to auction. True. And this was, this was in late 2012. So the included in this was the rights for the stick of truth and obsidian was not told about this until they announced the auction. Like the auction was announced and Obsidian was like, wait, what? You're you're auctioning the publishing rights to our game? That's a little fucking weird. Yeah. Um and needless to say, South Park South Park Digital Studios was not happy. And they filed an an objection in court saying that THQ didn't have the authority to sell their publishing rights and that they had signed an exclusive deal to use specific South Park trademarks and copyrights. And that according, according to South Park, if THQ sold their assets, they would still owe South Park $2.27 million for, for these licensing rights. And that South Park, in their contract, had an option available to reclaim all of the elements and assets uh, from the game and all South Park-related creations. Sure. So of course, THQ wanting to actually, like, I don't know, make, make money, make money from their, you know, giant flaming fireball of death, requested that the court overrule South Park, and stated that, uh, like South Park said, their rights were exclusive, so they were therefore transferable if they sold the rights. Sure. And the courts sided with THQ and the assets were sold to Ubisoft for $3.2 million. And then from there, Ubisoft looked at, at where the progress of Stick of Truth, because it was one of the like handful of games that were still in development for THQ and desired... Decided that it required significantly significant changes before it would be published and pushed the game back six months. Dick bags. So it instead of being released in 2013, it was released in I think March of 2014. And no one has said what was changed between when THQ was publishing it and Ubisoft published it. Like they just they won't comment on it basically.
1: Yeah, in in fairness to Ubisoft, though. The game still turned out stellar, yes. and I think while that probably is more Obsidian than Ubisoft, I, I can understand yes. wanting to change it to make it better.
0: But but like at the same time, that is why there was no DLC because the game was orig- basically ninety nine, like probably ninety five, maybe percent developed under under THQ and with Obsidian, and then the last you know six months was with Ubisoft. So. Right, I don't know why it it only got kind of really, really half-assed DLC, but I'm really hoping that the new game gets better DLC. I
1: I hope that just makes a great game. I don't even care about DLC at this rate because yes. it didn't. It clearly didn't need it to begin with. However, there is a little bit of cool stuff to note. Uh, I mean, barring the story, the backstory here, there's even more backstory specifically the what the prequel trilogy of South Park episodes.
0: Yes. So there are three South Park episodes that aired in 2013 prior to when this game was supposed to be released that are prequels to the game. And I'll use air quotes on that because it, it does kind of lead into it, but they're, they're really fucking funny. And if I remember a song of ass and fire, which is the name of one of the episodes, which obviously is making fun of game of Thrones. Every time I watch Game of Thrones now, I sing the song from A Song of Ass and Fire. Delightful. Yeah. And it's because it's making fun of like how. Do you remember on Facebook a while back when they, people were basically complaining that they were showing lots of boobs in Game of Thrones, but women really wanted to see people's wieners?
1: Not particularly, but, okay. uh, but I'll humor you. Yeah, sure.
0: So, so South Park ran with this joke and they literally repl- they did the. An acapella version of the Game of Thrones theme song, but all of the people singing were saying the word wiener, and wiener floppy wiener, yeah wiener 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 floppy wiener giant wiener, like yeah it's it, it is so goddamn funny. But that comes from this episode of South Park. Sure. Um, but there, so there are three episodes. There it first one is Black Friday, second one is uh, the Song of Ass and Fire, and the last one is Titties and Dragons, making fun of. Dungeons and, Dungeons and Dragons. So these three episodes lead into the events of Stick of Truth. So if you if you want to kind of get geared up for it, and Paul, I recommend you go watch these because I'm pretty sure you have not watched these episodes.
1: You can be 100% assured of that.
0: Go watch these three episodes because they they tie into mm. a Stick of Truth and and i would recommend anyone who wants to play stick of truth go watch these three episodes go down go buy and download stick of truth and play it and enjoy the the story of this game because this adds some to the story of the game and and adds some little extra stuff and they actually do actually make fun of the making of the game and the marketing of the game in these three episodes which is kind of funny like that is they actually they actually make fun of the fact that you shouldn't pre-order the game because it's not fucking finished yet. <laughs> yeah,
1: and you shouldn't.
0: Yeah, and it's it's it, they they do some really good stuff. It it's just again more of the same humor, more tie-ins to this game. It it was really really well done. How well did South Park actually do? Because we talk a good game, we we make this argument that maybe it was the best RPG released in 2014. But how well did it do actually when it comes to like real life shit that matters? Like, how well did the game sell?
1: Pretty fucking good. So it was the third best-selling game of March 2014, and this was a game. This was the time that released uh, Titanfall, the UK Time of Thief, as well as Infamous Second Son in North America.
0: Yeah, in 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 the UK the only games that outsold it in march of 2014 were Titanfall and Thief yes and in america the only games that outsold it were Titanfall and infamous, infamous second son second Sun. Sun.
1: so that's pretty best selling game in march 2014 when it was released that's pretty impressive the ninth best selling downloadable game of 2014 from the playstation store so
0: so on the playstation this was the ninth best selling game of the year yes and you got to think in in that year, you're talking battle a battlefield title, a Call of Duty title, mm-hmm. and an Assassin's Creed title, mm-hmm. like a uh, Dragon Age. We know came out.
1: Dragon Age Inquisition came out in 2014.
0: Yeah, like it, it's there are big big games yes. that probably beat this, but very huge. This game actually did really really well. Uh, sure did. The the sales. The last sales numbers that Ubisoft gave out was that as in, of
1: February 2016,
0: it had shipped five million copies. That's an
1: impressive number. That, five million copies. Yeah,
0: and and that's before the free copies that are being given out with pre-orders of the Fractured Butthole. Like that doesn't feature, like factor in any of that stuff. In on Metacritic, which If you are not familiar with Metacritic, it is a a website that basically takes all of the reviews of a single game and kind of, like, generates, weighs them into, like, a single score. And and Metacritic, it's it's an 85 out of 100. That is a really good score.
1: That is a damn good score. And when you consider that, um, I believe it was IGN that reviewed it as a 9 out of 10. Yeah. And uh, Dragonfall as a 9.3. Yeah. That's still impressive. Granted yeah. those are two very small websites of so metacritic takes aggregates mm-hmm. all kinds of reviews and puts them together. Yeah. Our point go fucking play the game. Yes. We're almost we'll... done. Go
0: play. Yeah, just just go. It's it is it is totally worth it. I highly recommend it. Paul High- highly recommends it. It is it is worth playing. It is worth purchasing. And we would actually recommend buying the sequel just to get it for free. And, and quite frankly, I'm not a fan of South
1: Park, but I wanted to do this episode. I brought this episode to Dan and said, let's do this.
0: This, this entire episode is Paul's idea. Like, yes. This was not me. I My question was, can we actually talk about South Park for an hour? And the answer has been very resoundingly yes.
1: We've talked about it for almost two.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, we can. Uh, we can probably talk about just about anything for an hour for yeah. two hours is pretty pretty impressive though
0: yeah this, this will be our longest episode so far which is kind of funny easily
1: easily all right wrap up
0: i think it's time to wrap
1: up let's go wrap up. you can find us on facebook twitter and now reddit, reddit.
0: fuck yeah we are yeah slash r slash loaded cart gaming
1: Yes, Dan has done some awesome stuff and has put together a Reddit. Uh, you can find us at loadedcartgaming.com. You can find us at facebook.com. So Gaming. You can contact Dan at Loaded Cart on Twitter. You can contact me at Paul Kluel on Twitter. You can email us, paul at shop at loadedcartgaming.com, or podcast at loadedcartgaming.com. You can find us on Reddit at slash r slash loadedcartgaming. Please do something for me. Do something for Dan. Give us a five-star review. Go to iTunes. Say hi, you know, write something nice or don't. I don't care. Just give us a five star review. You know, I want them. Give us a review. I don't care if it's five stars. I shouldn't say that. I just want a review, something just to bring us higher so we can have more people to come listen to us and do more stuff. Indeed. I, I kind of feel like I dominated that when all you said was indeed.
0: <laughs> it's fine.
1: All no, right.
0: We're good. we're good. Yeah.
1: All right. Yeah. 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 Yep. All right. Cool. So here's some smooth jazz to play you out. Uh, oh gosh you had them in here where'd they go
0: we uh, decided we were going to look at
1: Uh, you took them out